welcome to another episode of Reptile Fight Club. I'm Justin Julander, and uh, here with me, Mr. Chuck Poland. What is up? Hey, dude. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Nice. A little tired, but I, I woke up at like Are you? four this morning. I couldn't get back to sleep, so Aww. went and fed the you gotta, you, hung out with the geckos. You, 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 do, you don't get up at four o'clock in the morning not, I'm not day? like you, man. I'm not like you. You should try it. I know. You should try we it. We did for a little while there. When my wife was, she worked a different job and she was getting up early, so that was kind of nice. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking horrible, isn't well, it? Well, no, it's great. You get yeah. in. No, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I like no, it. I don't know. I'm, I'm a morning guy, I guess. But Are you? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, I guess I've seen you out of the sleeping bag nice and early. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah. 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 Checking yeah, out the that's sun. That's fair. You are a morning guy. It's good stuff. You don't even drink coffee, so. <laughs> Got the like sweet weird, lady DDP. You're like a, <laughs> yeah, you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo morning guy yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just get get high <laughs> off nature, man. Just see that That's sunrise. It. That's it. Gets it. Me going. That's it. There you go. Um, yeah, Fair enough. yeah. So we've got a couple returnees today, uh, Mr. Phil Wolf, and Mr. Billy Hunt. Hello, a couple Floridians. What's going on? What is up? <laughs> um, East Coast, West Coast, bro. Yeah, right. Nice. There we go. Nice. But uh, the East Coasters are going to be fighting amongst themselves, so we'll just try to. Keep it, you know, keep it civil. Keep it civil. <laughs> so what's going on in the world of herpetoculture? You guys got anything cool going on? Billy's got uh, a lot I going got on. A pretty, <laughs> I got a pretty cool one this morning. Oh, yeah. You got, you got a new snake, <laughs> that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so excited about that a one. A little bit of a behemoth there. Uh, Big old coastal girl. <laughs> Easily my biggest snake now. <laughs> wow. Easy, easily? Yeah. I might need to easily, yeah. You were not ready. Right, uh, were you ready for that? Were you were you ready for the I, I was. Yeah, I just I cracked the bag open and I just saw the head and I was like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. He's feeding this thing cats or something. Yeah. Actually I haven't <laughs> been feeding her much at all, so hopefully she she'll uh eat, it was on eat, the it was on the Owen McIntyre dietary yeah. intake program. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I I yeah. guess you kind of forget sometimes how, how big they've gotten because I went to pull her out. I'm like, oh no, I hope I have a box big enough for this girl. <laughs> she filled <laughs> well, it it's up. It's very common it's very common for Billy to call me on my way to work in the mm-hmm. morning because he's getting off shift. Mm-hmm. But when I pick up the phone, I go, good morning, Billy. What's up? And he goes, it's gigantic. <laughs> and I knew it had to be something unique. And he's like, it's the biggest carpet in the collection. It's gigantic. <laughs> yeah. I And I, I don't tend to get my stuff that big, you know? Like, I, I kind of keep it a little smaller. But at least these days, maybe that's from a bygone era when I used to feed them up heavy. But <laughs> Oh, she looks good. It's just yeah. she has that big beefy morelia head yeah. that, like i thought i had in my collection then i saw this one i was like oh man <laughs> i need to start feeding mine <laughs> a little more yeah is it how old how old is she she's she's getting a little little i'm trying to think when i got her i i don't remember that well but it's it's probably on her tag i think i think that one did that one come from nick i can't remember which one i sent to you <laughs> i've got two and just kept the kept the one in the better cage so i feel like at, at one point in time didn't all the caramels come from nick uh, yeah i mean through through <laughs> paul right through 14 yeah, yeah. yeah. 2014 right. the year of the either, caramel. Uh, yeah either directly or indirectly yeah i was kind of late to the so. game so it was probably you know 2015 2016 or something 
Can't okay. I think I picked. Did I, no, I got an albino from him when I went up to to visit. <laughs> I can't remember when I picked up a caramel, but I don't know. It's all a blur. <laughs> Too many uh, good. Read snakes. the tag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to write yeah, it down. Got it. I can't remember got what it. I did yesterday. You know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think uh, my my inlands are starting to feed really well, so that's exciting. They pretty nice. much all of them have been pretty hassle-free just threw in a mouse and they took it so that's been nice. helpful uh, i think i have three or four standouts that have have not taken uh voluntarily yet so they got a little assist feed but yep still working on getting the blackheads feed um that's always a fun little challenge <laughs> so we'll see how that goes oh yeah yeah um i'll have to pick jason hood's brain or something he, he, you're you're in with him right yeah <laughs> Oh, Find yeah. out what he's I need to one. do. He's the one to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he knows his stuff. Yeah, he's the blackhead guy, yep. that's for sure. Yeah. I guess we'll be hanging out with Jordan in the in the spring, so pick his yeah. brain a little more. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Nice. So yeah. cool. Um geckos are doing good. They're growing, the little uh wheeler eye, so that's been fun. Need to that's send awesome. one over to Phil. Make him the Yeah, you the gotta wolf send me pictures. I gotta see those little guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> I got one synctus egg that from this entire season one, uh-huh. and uh, it's I've been cooking it slow. It's only at like eighty degrees because uh-huh. the incubator is all messed up. But it's at fifty two days, and I'm like, come on, just keep going, just just yeah. just keep going. Yep, I know the feeling. Yeah, I had uh, I think six or eight eggs, and uh, I have four babies so i had a couple eggs just kind of go south and i don't know why it's like one hatches and one doesn't so go figure i guess are they are they kind of sensitive the eggs are i don't know it doesn't seem like they're too bad so i i don't know i was talking with my australian buddy and uh steve crawford uh, you guys hear the aussie wildlife show he's one of the hosts on that he's he's a really cool guy he's got amazing collection i think he has all the aussie pythons like all of them nice. <laughs> he lives in like he, all of them he lives in australia but yeah he's got awesome. owen pelly's and he's got you know all of them so um he was uh ta- we, we were talking incubation you know trying to figure out how to improve the blackhead incubation and he'll he incubates all his eggs on 30 percent water to perlite by weight so i've always done kind of one-to-one or you know, point nine to one yeah. kind of thing for water to perlite, but he does point uh, three to one. So I thought that was interesting. I feel like I feel like perlite dries out so much faster. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I'm, I, I guess I, I should say it's vermiculite. I use a vermiculite perlite mixture. I use vermiculite. He, he yeah. does vermiculite. I'm pretty sure it's just vermiculite, but yeah, thirty percent water. So I like fine. I like the fine vermiculite. Do you? I like That's the coarse the stuff. Coarse stuff. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh. I so. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to. I don't know. I like. I, we had a fight about that someday. His course or we fine like, vermiculite. You can, <laughs> you can ring out fine vermiculite. I feel better than the yeah. course stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's a little more tactile. Yeah. If that makes any yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like thirty percent, man. I'm like I live in a really dry place, and he's like. I live in the driest place in the driest continent on earth. <laughs> Don't tell me dry, Mr. <laughs> dry. Yeah. So he put me in my place That's pretty cool. quick. He's a funny guy. Touche. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to go herp Touché. with that guy. But <laughs> yeah. So good times. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'll see, see if, uh, making some changes can help <laughs> improve the success rate, but yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I didn't even say the oh, word. Yeah. 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 I didn't say anything. <laughs> I did not say P call. Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. That's so that was a, all I have to do is usually all I have to do is say his name and yeah. she goes bananas. That that Pete so. Call episode was crazy, man. I imagine that was even crazier yeah. being in the room there. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine what Justin had to go through with that one, especially like after the yeah. show. Oh geez. Did he crash at your house? He said he was he was threatening at the end of the show that he was gonna come over. No, no and I house. was expecting yeah, I was yeah. expecting to get that phone yeah. call from somebody and I didn't, and like th- there was a sigh of relief, <laughs> but at the same time, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all, right. that, all that threatening, yeah. and yeah, no, <laughs> no show. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounded like you guys had fun in in Daytona. That's that looked like a oh, good yeah. show. It would have been always. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's. Is that kind of the local show for you guys, or do you got to travel a bit to get there? It's fairly really local for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's about four hours from okay, me. Okay, not too bad. A little bit. Two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's about what my local It's, shows it's far are enough that we make hours. a weekend of it. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Pretty well attended. Lots of people selling stuff. Or uh, it was slower sales wise. That was for everybody. Mm. I mean, we got the we got all the legislation and stuff too. I think that kind of played a part in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know because. I noticed in past years, you'll see people walking around with like 20 deli cups looking for the next deal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that at all this year. Really? You know, people are a lot more frugal and stuff, but there were a lot of people there. Yeah. Was a uh, fish and wildlife there walking around or did you see them? They're always, yeah, always, they're always there. there. Yeah. 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 Um, I know Jason got inspected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get inspected, but you know, they just randomly go and, you know, hey, do you got all your stuff? Is everything on the up and up? You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had to get a permit to bring stuff in from out of state, huh? Is that how it worked? Yes. And that would be nuts. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, well, it's, it's a free permit, yeah. but like I almost didn't get mine because uh, I did what they said on the site to do. You know, they're like, oh, when you do your class three, you can just do a handwritten note you know requesting mm-hmm. it and you can get the year you know it's a year long with that it's at no cost mm-hmm. well i did that in march and july comes around and i'm like hey where's my import number you know mm-hmm. and i probably had to call back and forth four or five times bureaucracy you know. there is they're making things difficult but i was yeah. able to get it so what is the i mean so i guess i'm kind of like so it's free. You just have to have a mm-hmm. permit to import stuff. What is the? It's, so it's, dat- a, it's data collection is all it yeah, is. They're yeah. trying so to the, figure out how much of all the different species are here. So like when I go to Tinley in a couple weeks, whatever I don't sell and was already in the state, but I took out of the state and brought back in, I have 72 hours to submit that to the state. And then they'll put that you know, those numbers with all the other numbers. Okay. So we even have to go that far. Oh, so, so anything, no matter to, what that comes into the state. Hmm. Yeah. So they're just trying to get uh inflow outflow, total, total population and total yeah. species diversity list. Hmm. And then not yeah. that they would be saving anybody's personal information to get a list <laughs> of who's. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. Why would they do well, that? I mean, they already, they already have all that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Man. They're just, at the very basic 
you know, bare bones to it. It's just data collection for them mm-hmm. to do God knows what in the future. Could, could yeah. it, whatever That's they the want, I'm getting from. Yeah. could it be, yeah. could it, what they're doing? Man. Could it be for, for good or is it just malintent? I mean, could they be saying, Hey, this is a big business. All these people are doing all this business with reptiles. We, we don't want to mess with this too so, much. Or are they just like using it to try to take away? We, uh, when I say we, it's like the state, you know, the yeah. hobby here in the state, uh, that was the first thing we hit them with was the economic impact yeah. that the state has on uh, by the hobby. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much saw it and just kept uh, doing all the, you know, the laws and all so that. Care so, at all. <laughs> uh, there's a few lawsuits and stuff. And yeah. I'm sure that doesn't make them happy because we've won a couple of them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's where you got to hit them in the pocket. Just kind of seeing how it goes, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm nervous because they have carpet pythons in the crosshairs, mm-hmm. you know, so sucks. we'll see how that goes. But I'm a lot more optimistic than Phil. You know, Phil's <laughs> like, Do you can just see by his expressions. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, like, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, <laughs> yeah. you know, gonna fool me three me times, <laughs> five times, ten times. Now I'm just letting myself be fooled, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what do you think if, if they outlawed carpets, does that mean you're finding a new state to live in or you just give up your carpets? Uh, I, <laughs> I wish, I wish I had that option, yeah. but I'm pretty rooted here yeah. in a uh, real life, sure. you know, yeah. the reptile life yeah. in real life. Yeah. So, uh, I have an idea of what I'll do, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, it's also not worth you know, if they outlaw it and it's, you know, it can make me a felon. It's not worth yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, life wise. Sure. But yeah, uh, there's, be, there's, there's no sense in losing sleep until you have something to lose sleep over. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I'm still bringing stuff in. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's still that. So. Yeah. And it's such a bummer. Cause you just don't know like where the regulatory head of them is at. Like, I mean, they're, you know, they're doing all this stuff and like, what's their, what's their end intent? Like, is it, you know, to see how far it goes or is it just to kind of have the power as neat to, to do as need be? Um, you know, well, I, the, the head guy has already been on record saying that they want to, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but this is the gist of what he said was that they want to ban anything that can live in the wild in the state of Florida. Mm. And that basically means anything that can live in the keys, mm-hmm. you know, so basically everything can live in the keys. Yeah. That's like uh, a, that's a ridiculous, yeah. I mean, there's so much shit that already yeah, lives so, in the keys and that you can't get that back. I know. So aren't it's the like, keys pretty much like ruined anyway. <laughs> like is anything yeah, native like, there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like so. I, I get it. I get what they're saying. <laughs> like we don't want more, but like you're not, I mean, what are they doing to put the genie back in the bottle? Nothing. So, you know, <laughs> Okay. Well, I've always looked at it as it's an easy win for them, you know, because yeah. the general population isn't really big on what we do, yeah. you know, as a hobby. And we're such a minority anyway mm-hmm. yeah. that no matter what, it'll probably be difficult for us to get the voice that, you know, can overtake the, the PETAs and the Humane Societies and those, you know, people that are in their ears right now with all the money behind them. Yeah. yeah. So that's well, why, I, like, like Phil said, it's only wait and see what's going to happen and you mm-hmm. know, hope for the best. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you're fighting agencies, that regulatory muscle, if they want to push it, is, I mean, you're not going to win against it. So it's like, you know, it's just. Well, one of the 
one of the lawsuits is going against their state constitutional right to actually pass these laws since they're uh, appointed officials, not elected officials. And, mm, you know, that's okay. kind of causing some hoopla right now. And you know, of course they don't like that. You, know, you sure. can't blame them, you know, like nah. they're still at the end of the day doing their job and they're doing what they think is right. And, you know, yeah. We don't no, I, and I think, I think uh, that's the kind of unfortunate part of it is like, nobody's really wrong here. Right. They're, they see it from their side and they yeah. are doing what they're doing. And, you know, we see it from our side and we feel like that they're overreaching. So I know Phil, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. And there's definitely money involved in you know, yeah. I mean, all the, it. Certainly it is a complex nuanced topic, but you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't think that the people on the other side of this you know, have malice hearts and are just like, you know, ah, we're going to get those dirty bastards, you know, we'll show them. I, I think they really feel like they're trying to do something uh, that's going to help, you know, wildlife in the state, well, which I, I don't know I, how they get believe, there from that. But I believe the direct quote from one of the state representatives was ban them all. They're destroying my dock. I'm sick of paying for it. And she was referencing green iguanas laying nests in the canal banks of her, you know, multi-million dollar home. So, oh boy. yeah, I mean, well, that that's list one that came out uh, a couple, that list that came out a couple months ago and it had carpets on it and ball pythons and rainbow boas and a lot of commonly kept stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just got released. They sent that to one of the U.S. Art Florida um, people. And of course I got, you know, nervous. I'm like, Oh crap. That's a lot of stuff that I keep. That's not good. And those are all the species that they've either assessed for how, you know, if they're high risk, mid risk, low risk for being invasive or whatever. Uh, But come to find out that list has been around for about a decade. Mm. You know, it's nothing new. Those have always been there. It just wasn't put out to the public. So there's that too. This is, this isn't like an overnight thing. This has been something that's been, on the board for a while and they still, they haven't done anything yet. So who knows if anything's going to come up. Yeah. It's just a scare tactic or is it, you know, something they're actually working on that they would make happen if they could. Yeah. Well, I think, I think opportunity is, is the, uh, you know, is, is something that that every politician and every regulator looks for when they're trying to do something. And if they see an in with an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, hanging fruit. all of a sudden stuff that was dead, dead, you know, dead on the road wakes up and starts walking around again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. Well, that list had boa constrictors on it mm-hmm. and they're, they were assessed years ago and they yeah. were determined to be high risk probability for being invasive here in Florida. Mm-hmm. They're not banned, yeah. you know, yeah. and they've known this for 10 to 15 years. So it makes you wonder, is there some type of, you know, do they look at the market of them or whatever? Are they just trying to get the low hanging fruit, like the yellow anacondas that a lot of people don't have? Yeah. It's hard to say because we don't know their whole hand. Well, yeah. just know what they're letting. You know, as soon as you ban the green iguanas, they're going to disappear from the rich people's docks. You know, that's how it works. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll fix the problem immediately. And they're and they're not doing that. Yeah. They're breeding, and now there's more of them because collectors aren't able to go and yeah. scoop the babies up and send them out of the state like they used exactly. to. Exactly. So. Yep. You try to fix a problem, and you make it worse. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys. Learn the hard way. You guys ready to fight? 
Oh yeah, oh, now, yeah. now I now I'm primed. Yeah, yeah, I just got got got, <laughs> got his eye blood pressure up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now right. Yep. Oh, All geez. right, so today we're gonna be uh, dis- well, you guys are gonna be discussing um, is is lineage good or I mean, is it important or is it just something snake nerds care about and they want to have you know their their lineaged animals and to show off to their other snake buddies or if it actually means something or is helpful. So did I get the gist of it? Yeah. So yeah, Phil, Phil uh, contacted us while we were out herping Arizona. So, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we're excited. Which by the way, I wanted to say (laughs) that episode you guys did from the field in the car was one of my favorite podcasts, like of all time, Oh, cool! because (laughs) you get great conversation yeah, you guys get got great conversation from different aspects, different thoughts and opinions. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, Toad, hold on. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back. Pause, Toad, pause, Toad. Like, it was awesome. Uh, cool. It was just awesome. Just wanted to say that. It was it, it was really interesting because I told Justin, like, I think we should scrap the episode because it was, like, so, like, yeah. scatterbrained. Like, I, I felt like it was just so unfocused. <laughs> and, like, I, I I was like, I'm not even sure how that came out. I don't, I don't really know. Like, we stopped so much and we had to do it twice because yeah. Justin <laughs> recorded it through the speakers of the car at first. And it was like. <laughs> it, 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 it so yeah and i i i did i did kind of listen to some of it and i kind of see what you mean like it yeah. it's it was definitely cool like listening back because i'm like oh i remember i you know it's like it's like i was back in the car again yeah so yeah. that was cool yeah nipper said like, a message I I, saying here in the wheels you know it's like makes yeah, me itch yeah. to get the, back out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure there. I just think, like, I've tried to do the, like, live herping, live road cruising. And, like, Casey Cannon and I did one, and we didn't find anything. And then at one point, like, a meteor crashed, and it was, like, crazy lighting up the sky. And both of us were like, oh, my God, aliens. And everyone's listening to this live going, like, what the hell's wrong with these guys? Flying a freaking snake. So I've had such bad luck with it. It was great to hear you guys have an awesome one. Yeah. That, oh, that's and that night was kind of slow too. We only found the yeah. the couple toads and the western diamondback and a little gecko. But yeah, it was fun. I mean, the, those guys. Yeah, we that was a fun crew. So had a good yeah, time out there. Definitely. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and flip the coin. Who wants to call it? Mm-hmm. I'll let Phil do it. <laughs> this was his his baby. All right. <laughs> go ahead, Phil. All right. I'll say heads. heads. It is heads. You have won the coin nice, toss. So nice. You get to pick your side. I'm going to pick the side that lineage is a waste of time. Okay. All right. Well, um, and as the coin toss. Okay. knocking on my door. <laughs> the coin toss winner, do you want to go first or do you want to defer, defer to Billy? Oh, oh, no. I'll defer to okay. Billy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, well. you. Sure. <laughs> I'm all on Phil. All right. I like this is I, that, that was the side I would have picked, and exactly the way I would have handled hey, that. So and well, I, well yeah, done on the Phil. screen, I'm above all Billy, right. and I kind of side with you know. It could be a really okay. good thing. So <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, I'm it's gonna, good. All right. It's good. Yeah. Well, right. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's get into it. <laughs> Lineage doesn't matter. Obviously, I'm gonna refer a lot to carpets here, mm-hmm. uh, since that's what I deal with mostly. That's what we uh, like. Does lineage matter? I think it it is. It is. I think it does matter, especially for a species like carpets that haven't for the most part legally been exported since the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if 
you know, I guess it just depends on what kind of keeper you are. If you, you know, really want that wild type animal, uh, you know, the ones that came in, if you can track them and trace them back, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, how cool is that? You know, like you think about people that have purebred dogs and all that, it's the same concept, you know, it's not any different in snakes. Uh, so is it absolutely, you know, necessary? Not for everything, but for the right person, it absolutely is, you know, something that people want. Think about a lot of customers that you get. Uh, what's the first thing they ask, especially with carpets? Hey, what's the lineage on this? Mm -hmm. What's that? And once you get into carpets and you start to learn everything and, you know, you get everything straight, they're a little uh, hard to understand at first, but you'll start to hear uh, buzzwords that'll make sense and you'll know where they're coming from. You know, if I say, hey, this is a LASIK line jungle, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know the look that they're going to have. You know, if you have those animals, you can reproduce that look. You know exactly what you're getting. There's no guesswork. There's no, uh, you know, anything that's going to come out of the woodwork that you're not expecting. So from a breeder standpoint, uh, that would be important because now you know what you're going to produce. You know what you're going to have. And, you know, you can be consistent year after year with what you put out. And, you know, people are going to know what you're asking for. And they're also going to be willing to pay more as well because you have that lineage behind you. you know, if you end up having a lineage chart where you can go back with the parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and it goes back 20 years, yeah. you know, that animal is going to be, you know, one of the trophy animals in your collection, whether if it's trophy by looks or if it's just trophy by lineage, because you can say, Hey, here's what this animal is. And here's why I can say that. Mm -hmm. So my opening statement on and, the and just to add to that there. you know if you've got that lineage with all the you know ancestors of your animal you can also see at a glance what everybody looks like and get a good good uh, view of kind of what's what what you can expect from your your new uh, baby i guess all right phil floor is yours well <laughs> i see uh, it, phil let's hear it <laughs> i i thank you for that insight i agree with you on a lot of those topics um i'll start off by saying that you can't agree with me. That's not the point of this. Oh no, 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 but I, I can though. So <laughs> I'll, I'll say this flat out. I think that lineage is cool. I enjoy lineage. In fact, there's actual animals in my collection that I've purchased specifically because they came from particular breeders and particular lines. That being said, our community is very small, but our hobby is very big. And if you go into any exotic reptile store in the country, as a normal Joe Schmo off the street says, you know what? I think I'm going to get my first reptile. I think I'm going to get my kid a bearded dragon or what have you. 95% of those animals in those stores, the staff, the owners, the clerks have no idea where that animal came from, who it was bred by, who the parents were, what they looked like, when they were imported, when they were bred, how many generations, F10, F50, whatever it may be. They have no idea. But it doesn't deter from the fact that the animal is awesome and that it's going to be enjoyed by a loving family and whoever's going to be keeping it. So when I go into one of my local pet shops that's a mom and pop joint and I say, man, look at these baby coastals. You know, it's tis the season, right? Look at these baby coastals. Who produced these? I have no idea. Well, where'd you get them from? Uh, this guy who does a lot of wholesaling. His name's Bob. Okay, well. 
Can we find out? No, because Bob has no idea. Bob buys from seven different breeders, and he has no idea where this baby came from. Now, to me, because I'm part of that 5%, it might make a difference. But to the other 95% of the people shopping for a baby snake, it's irrelevant to them. And that's why most of these pet shops don't keep track of that. I'm not saying necessarily that the lineage is bad overall. I think it's great. I come from a horse family where racehorses, lineage is everything. But to the normal person going to buy their first snake or going to buy a pet snake or a pet lizard, what have you, it's honestly irrelevant to them. And that's the majority of the people in our hobby. Not necessarily the community, not necessarily like the diehard weirdos like us, but to the average person, it's irrelevant. Fair point. Yeah. What you got for that, Billy? <laughs> all right. So I think we can all agree with the, um, someone first gets in the carpets. They don't know much about, you know, as much as we nerd out about it and all the different lines and all that. So they just see a cool carpet, they pick it up. They don't know anything about it. They raise it up for three, four five years. And then they start thinking about breeding and they start looking into that more. And then what do they run into? Well, hey, if you have an IJ, you should breed it to an, another IJ and keep that going. Uh, jungle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they find out that they can't figure out what their animal is for sure because they never asked those questions. Or they got it from the mom and pop shop that isn't, you know, doesn't know or got it from eight different people, you know, whatever happens. And what ends up happening, I've seen it time and time again. Now they want to get into breeding and they're not going to use that animal because it doesn't have the lineage behind it. So if you're looking for, you know, just a pet, of course it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if that's what you're looking for. But if your end goal is to breed, now it ends up being a thing that's important to you and something that you want to want to go into. Um, another point I wanted to bring up, and I'm sure you remember Justin this. Uh, remember when Diamond Jungles were a huge thing. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. Yeah. 50%, 75%, <laughs> 88%. Yep. All that. Selling for more than we diamonds were with, in some cases. Some of the crosses. Yeah, yeah, you know, before we figured out how to keep diamonds mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, and we kept really good track of, you know, what they were. They were, you know, 75% uh, San Diego line diamond to a Python Pete line jungle. And you could track all that and every, you know, you knew what you had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then diamonds ended up making a, a surge, figured those out. Now those animals are, I mean, I like to think they didn't all pass away. I'm sure they're still floating out there somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, but now we have, you know, question marks into where, you know, what is it and what are all these animals that we see now, you know, cause I like to think that they had to go somewhere. Something had to happen with them. You know, so if we still had the lineage behind everything, we could know, you know, where those animals went, what they're doing now, what their babies are doing now, all that. Uh, So when you have the lineage, you have the ability to track that and you know exactly what you're putting into your projects. Mm -hmm. You know, like I like doing morph projects where let's say I have a a caramel that's a coastal animal, granite that's a IJ animal and a zebra that's a jungle animal i like to know how much percentage of each subspecies is within that animal to where i can completely track the what it is uh, 
you know, so that's my, my outlook on that. You know, the more, it's basically the more knowledge you have on your animals, the more, uh, you can kind of guess on what is going to express out of the babies. And, you know, then you can be more upfront and honest about what your animal is. It's all about representing exactly what they are. Uh, and having that lineage is basically the only way you can do that. Which we know, you know, reptile people are, you know, really good at, and they never try to misrepresent an animal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and, but, I mean, do you guys feel like, um, you know, so I had, uh, I uh, back in the day, and I bought them, I don't remember if I bought them through Fauna, Kingsnake, but they were... They were uh, hair uh, hairline jungles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a highlighter soul glow, I believe, was the clutch that they came from. I got some babies was, from you. They were cool. Yeah, so they were amazing. I mean, fantastic animals. But I bought them secondhand from a guy who supposedly bought them from Andrew. And this is what he sold them as. I had no way to, like, I mean, you know, I bought them as babies. And I had no way to verify you know, like it's not like I bought them from Andrew, right? But I bought them from this guy, and they looked like nice jungles, right? They grew up. They looked like highlighter jungles. Were they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't verify that. But you know what? I didn't have any problems selling them because they looked like highlighter jungles. <laughs> yeah. And oh, by the way, the lineage on highlighter jungles suspect, <laughs> but nobody cared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. but. And I guess I guess the point I'm making is like I feel like there's this like threshold where when the animal's hot enough, people are like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. I like it. I want it." You know what I mean? Working on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, yeah, and it's, and I mean, that's yeah. a great point, and yeah. and that kind of goes with what I was just, Billy kind of aug- unknowingly augmented what I was just talking about because he kept saying when we when we when I when they. The meaning people that want to breed, people that want to really get nose deep in this, right? But that's not the majority of people. That's our core little, you know, collective community, right? And there are so many people that go to a reptile show and they go, I want to get a jungle carpet, right? And they see one from whether it be, you know, Australian Addiction or Obami or whatever, right? And they buy it and they're like, this is really cool. And they may ask the lineage, but did they retain it? Did they write it down? Do they really even know? Or do they just want to ask the right questions on the scene? They take it home. They raise it up. They go, man, this is so cool. I want to breathe this. But I really have no idea what it is. It's not going to stop them from doing it. Yeah, Billy is has a good point of like, oh, maybe they buy other animals and they just keep that one as a pet. But the majority of people that are buying this stuff, it doesn't pertain to them because they're either not going to breed it. And if they do, then they're just going to do whatever they want to do or what they what they think they might want to do. And I really feel like lineage is great for particular individuals to keep going with their projects, but it's honestly not relative to the grand scheme of things of people keeping these animals. For the majority of people, not us, not a, not the, the freak weirdos like us that are obsessed with it. You know what I mean? And it just goes back to that classic pet shop scenario of, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times working in pet shops, people will say, oh, I want to get a carpet python. They buy a carpet python. And then like three, four years later, like, hey, you know, I think I might breed it. What should I do? Well, is it a jungle? Yeah, it's a jungle. Well, then breed it to another jungle. All right, cool. I'll find a pretty one. Like the concept of lineage is irrelevant to them. And, it, and same thing goes for the guys and gals that work in the shops. You know, they don't look at it as lineage because the people that are there that are buying those animals from them are not asking these questions. It's, it's irrelevant. 
So as much as I think lineage is cool, in the grand scheme of our hobby, it doesn't really matter to the normal stuff, the normal animals, the, nor- the normal lines, the normal species. You know what I mean? Now, you get something like rough scale pythons. There's only so many of them. Everyone's going to ask. It's super niche. Everyone's going to ask, okay, who did this come from? Who did this come from? How old is it here? You know, how long did they have it? You know, oh, did, was that bred after they moved or before they moved? Because I know in 2016 they moved, and that may have changed things in their DNA or something. I don't know. That's super duper niche, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because they all came from the same animals that were imported. Yeah, but I think. And for the record, Phil, we say nipper on this show. It's <laughs> instead of it's super I nipper. Yeah, I apologize. No, that. it's 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 fine. It's fine. I just just wanted to, you know, I won't have. I, I think nipper always gets his niche. To to, to Billy's point, though, if if uh, if they go and they get it really excited, like. I did, and probably all of us did, when they said, okay, I started out with some random... Actually, I started out with Python Pete lineage jungles that were purchased directly from Pete. But, um, you know, when I I did a lot of research when I was going to buy the first carpet, and I discovered there were more than just jungles, and, you know, there were all these other types. And and if if nobody's keeping track, then all... and, and, And a flashy morph comes along, all of a sudden all you have are just carpets right just random you know kind of bred into each other carpets so i I don't know i i see you know that's kind of at least for me one of the important parts of lineage is you can kind of keep all the different subspecies and all the different things straight and if you're going by locality even better in in my mind because then that gives them the opportunity to work with that down the line when they discover there's an inland or there's a you know and it's not just a big mishmash of inland jungle diamond or whatever sorry i i didn't mean to hijack there but i i just couldn't couldn't hold that one back (laughs) you want to elaborate on that (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so locales was something i wanted to hit on uh you know because it's it's one of those things once you breed them to something that's not that same locale it's gone, you know, and if everybody has the mentality of, Hey, it's, you know, carpets, a carpet, I really don't care. Like, you you know, just like you said, down the line, it, the potential for that casual person that just got the, got a carpet, the potential for them to want to breed and, you know, get deeper into it down the line is fairly high. You know, I think, mm-hmm. You know, once they, if they end up keeping it for four or five years, I mean, the next progression is wanting to breed. And then you start looking at um, you look at different breeders and what they're producing and what they're offering and what people are interested in getting. You will find that once you get out of the mom and pop shop, you know, pet shop realm, which there's nothing wrong with that. But once you outgrow that and you start going to shows, you start going to readers websites and stuff then it does matter you know so even though it might not matter at the beginning there'll come a point where it does for someone who takes it seriously now there are going to be people that hey i just want a couple carpets and i just want a pretty snake absolutely that's always going to be there but uh, there should always be that opportunity to get you know those rock hamptons those uh, gelatins you know, those inlands, the brettles, stuff like that. And if we just mismatch everything and just don't keep track of anything, then that's where uh, we'll end up losing, you know, species or subspecies to the hobby. How many have we 
lost to the hobby as it is, you know, and all the different species that we have yeah. uh, or used to have. Uh, look at uh, Alterna. That's a good example, mm-hmm. you know, with all the different localities and how everybody wants to keep those pure and all that. Have you ever seen someone try to, you know, move one that they didn't know what it was, you know, whether if it's Christmas mountain or whatever, you know, good luck. You know, So it just depends on what realm you're in. Uh, another point that I wanted to bring up, let's say you're breeding uh, a specific line or whatever, and a defect comes up, you know, if you keep that line pure, you can kind of keep track more of where that defect come from. And then, you know, end up working to either rectify the situation or realize that it's, you know, a mute point. Uh, granites come to mind, mm-hmm. you know, with that, when they first came over, they were already incredibly uh, inbred and it took a little bit, but once we figured out, oh, we just have to outcross them and then, you know, kept them pure and all that. Of course, we could have just bred them to jungles and coastals and, you know, it would have did the same thing, but we were able to save that mutation and strengthen it and keep it pure to where now if you go to the right breeders, they have, you know, pure IJ granites and they don't have any of the fertility issues or, um, some of them were doing the neuro thing and all that. Um, you know, but by people caring and keeping that pure, now we can still offer that to people once they get to that step in the game. You know, instead of it just being uh, a carpet's a carpet. Pure defect morph. (laughs) Yeah, but see, I don't, I I, I see what you're saying. The whole, you know, not keeping a carpet a carpet, right? But I really do feel like we're still talking about an in-depth nipper. Thank Um, you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, an an (laughs) in-depth nipper that... Let's say someone decides they want to get a carpet python because they saw they saw me playing with mine and they're like, oh, Phil's got one that's really cool. I'm going to get one. Let me do some homework. Let me do some Googling, which is what nobody ever does, to be really honest. <laughs> they either go down a really deep rabbit hole or they just go by the first one they find. And that yes, that was very stereotypical and cliche of me to say that, but eh, whatever. So, it's true. <laughs> so they decide, oh, wow, look at those gelatins. Those gelatins are awesome, but man, they are a lot of money. And... I don't know if you're aware of this, but the uh, Port Moresby purples, they look exactly the same and they're like $500 less. So I'm just going to buy one of those. And then later on, I'll just, I'll get a gelatin when, you know, I got extra money and I'll just, I'll just put them together. It's close enough. They're carpets. They look very similar. They're both brown, whatever. And then later on sells them as gelatins. Well, then it's all irrelevant. You know, I, I bought really, really nice neon orange Davis Mountain Subox that were supposed to be 100% het for uh, Exanthic until Rob Stone told me that the Davis Mountain localities are devoid of the Exanthic gene and that they're either not Exanthic at all or not het at all or the person boldly lied to me and they're mudded out. Mm-hmm. So I wound up getting rid of those animals regardless, but it just goes to show you that lineage is cool, but it doesn't change how people are going to act. It doesn't change what people are going to do. And just because it's supposed to be one thing doesn't necessarily mean that it always is. We, you know, we have to go to the people and trust that the breeders and the, and the producers for lack of a better synonym are trustworthy individuals. And uh, there's a lot of them are all of you guys are, I trust all of you guys. Right. But when it comes down to brass tacks, it's still a jungle and it's still a carpet and it's still attractive 
And that's not going to stop anyone from A, loving that animal, or B, breeding it to just another attractive carpet. And everyone talks about lines, right? I mean, I've, I've got tons of line stuff, right? Specifically because I enjoyed the breeder and I enjoyed that line. But who's to say that you can't make your own line? Who's to say that, you know, and you guys have had this discussion about line stuff on your show and, and on NPR and stuff. What determines a line, right? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that you couldn't take two mutt jungles, right, and breed them consistently t- to themselves, to siblings, whatever, and produce some bomb-ass animals and make your own line? And everyone's going to poo-poo it and say, oh, no, don't buy that. That's the fill line. That's they're, they're, They start off as trash. No, they're going to say, those snakes are freaking cool. I'm going to buy them. You know, well, hopefully. So I think that the lineage is great. But again, it's only relative in certain consistencies, in certain circles, in certain instances. And it's it's not always the case. It doesn't always need to be. Well, you, you proved my point with your subox that once you found out that they weren't pure, you got rid of them right away. <laughs> well, so well, it is important. It well, hold on a second. It was important to what I wanted to do, but at the same time, I have other subox that are just straight mutts, and I'm okay with that. And I know they're mutts, and I'm going to breed them, and I'm going to make more attractive mutts. Mm. Now, I'm the kind of guy that won't say, "Oh, they came from Billy Hunt." You know, they're Billy Hunt line. I'm not going to do that. But there's copious amounts of other people that not only will do that. They may not even know that that's a thing. Yeah. And then someone's going to ask them and be like, hey, man, dude, that subock looks awesome. Who, Whose line is that? I have no idea. It's It's got two stripes on its back. Is that the line you mean? <laughs> and people are still going to buy it because they like it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I really feel like lineage is a great thing, but it's not necessary in all cases at all. And 95% of the time, and again, my statistics, stats, excuse me. <laughs> are not definitive, but they're not real. I just made them up in my head. But the majority of people buying these animals have no concept of lineage and honestly don't care. And, hey, I remember a carpet breeder uh, back in the MP days who had a pair of snakes that literally changed subspecies <laughs> as time went on. Mm-hmm. Like literally in front, like, like literally he would post it. And then like a couple years later, it was something else and something else. And you're like, am I on, dr- am I on drugs? Like what is, you know, so, and, and, and I, I'm sure you guys have probably talked to people who have told you a story about reptiles and, and as time goes on, the story changes a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that yeah. is human nature. Right. Yeah. The- so, so it's kind of tough sometimes. I th- and uh, uh, to, to, to your point though, Billy, like, you have to you have to be able to anchor somewhere and there does there does need to be some way to like you know they need somebody needs to keep track right but but yeah. we're always fighting uphill against human nature <laughs> well i i had it work the opposite way with me we we bought uh, ben and i bought a pair of diamond pythons and uh they were the cypress creek line and everybody told us oh, oh those are oh, oh, those are oh, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, and 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 then uh i guess later i i think uh was it nick that that found out they were actually a pure line of diamonds somebody just didn't think they looked right and so they started telling everybody they were crosses and so they became crosses in everybody's mind, and we got rid of them because they we were told they were most likely crosses, which they probably I, weren't. <laughs> they 
I don't want I'm I don't want to be that guy, but I swear to God, back in the day, Nick was also the guy who was like, Yeah, that guy has diamond jungle crosses oh, yeah, and yeah. real jungles, so you can't trust his oh, stuff. Oh yeah, he was like, he was saying that about so, Python Pete, and I'm like, Well, Pete right. Pete was selling crosses for more. So why would he lie that his jungles yeah. were pure and, and, and sell them as pure if if he could get more money by saying they were crosses, you know? And that's <laughs> so, another like it's tricky. Thing. People will yeah. sell- People salt your game, and it's like yep. you know that guy might have done, done anything wrong, but yeah. like you know, and, and somebody I mean, train wrecked his shit. Yeah, somebody might go to the lengths of faking a, a you know lineage chart with a bunch of you know just random pictures of 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 animals that they had. You know, there's no there's no evidence that that was, and you're gonna run across those people, but usually they they get outed at some point. You know, you're gonna figure out their. Uh, they like I bought a pair of Cape York car, uh, Cape York spotted pythons, and uh, I got granites out of them. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess they're not pure, so so get you know get I got rid of those, kind of pulled a fill there and got rid of them because <laughs> they were not pure. You know, they they had some uh, mainland uh, spotted in there, so but I kept a pair of the granites they're beautiful but i didn't keep the you know the normals and trying to pawn them off as as cape yorks that kind of pissed me off to to be honest but it happens a lot in the the reptile game you know somebody thinks they can and and i think that's part of it you know it's it's a marketing thing if you can show lineage you know people have more confidence that what you're selling is what you're saying it is and so other people go along and and kind of uh, you know do the same thing. They kind of counterfeit that to to get sales. We're, but we're also talking majority because all of us keep Morelia. We're also talking about an an animal like Morelia that is in limited supply. Mm-hmm. It is a legitimate commodity because there's only so many of them here. We only have so much genes and data and animals to work with. So naturally, you'd want to preserve as much lineage as you could, but that's just us with our Morelia. You look at all these other animals that are either field collected or or even long-term captives that are so prevalent and so readily available that no one cares. Mm -hmm. And now, granted, someone may say, oh, my friend produced this. I want one of theirs, you know, or, oh, Billy produces a nice one. I I want one of his. Billy may not know where they came from. Billy may have caught them from three different counties and mixed them together because they look really good. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, locality is cool and people like that. But, again, it's super nipper. And it only applies in, in certain scenarios. It does. I mean, people that want a particular garter snake or they want a particular uh, corn snake. Yeah, corn snake lineage is fantastic because you've got all these different crazy morphs. But at the same time... Most corn snake guys and gals are swapping them across each other, and it all gets lost in translation anyway. So just because you got it from Phil, where did Phil get it from? Did you ask him that? Does he have that written down? Who the hell knows? You still got an awesome snake that you know the genes that are in there, or you're assuming that you knew. You know, you can only hope. Kind of like my subox and and, and Justin's uh, uh, carpets. So another so point that I'm thinking of with this is I'm thinking of Ridley Eye. So there's different looks to Ridley Eye with different locales. You have obviously your Cameroon Highland animals that everybody loves. Those are the super bright ones and you know all the colors are incredible. They look like rainbows. But then you have your more 
Um, I mean, there's no ugly one, but compared to the Highland animals, you have your Malaysian ones that are a little more drab. And then even now you have uh, the Sumatrans or some are calling them Grabowski, you know, it's kind of still up in the air. But if these, if you keep those localities or looks pure, then when someone's researching, they're seeing what look they like more. They know, hey, if I go to this guy that's you know only keeping Malaysian animals and they're still able to bring in animals from Malaysia and they can keep the line pure but add you know new blood to it and all that, then they're going to go to that guy, uh, you know, if they want the Highland animals or whatever. So if you just mix, mix and match them all together, then you take that ability to get the specific look that you want completely out of it. Uh, so it. <sighs> Is it a, a nipper thing? <laughs> Depends on who you're looking, you know, who you're asking. But, you know, when people see an animal that they want, they see a look that they want, they research into it enough, they'll find that it's from a certain line, it's from a certain locality. And if they can't find somebody that's taken the time or cared enough to keep it pure and keep it that locality or line, then they're not going to be happy with what they end up getting. Uh, so there has to be those people, like we said, you know, somebody has to put the time in to, to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my projects I have, um, geez, like three or four different stripe coastal lines. I'm on the camp of different lines instead of a, a stripe as a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm seeing just in my own collection, the different lines throw different looks and I'm seeing different things. So I'm comfortable calling those all different lines and, end of the day they're you know from different founder animals different bloodlines all that uh you know if someone's looking for a balan tiger got those someone's looking for like i have the russian balan crosses i'm very upfront that the ones that i have are 50 percent russian blood 50 percent uh balan blood Mm -hmm. you know they're not pure but i'm also being upfront with what they are so when someone gets them they know exactly what they're getting. And then when they decide to move that project along, you know, three, four years down the road, you know, hopefully they're going to keep track of what they're doing. And then it, you know, obviously you can't control what people do, but all you can do is what you can do. You can only control what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it just, it depends on the person. If it's someone that is a casual keeper, like Bill's talking about the 98% or whatever. Okay. So be it. But, you know, they're not the ones that are going to keep these lines going. You know, those lines have to keep going at some point. So, Billy, I got one for you. So so I just hatched out um, some red coastals from Camus that was uh, from Luke Snell's red line, uh, the male that, that founded Luke Snell's red line. And I paired it with uh, a, a coastal female that I've had for, I don't know, since the early MP days. Um, and that I got from a guy named Ben team and I tried to get lineage, you know, from Ben and he's like, yeah, I don't know. I got it from this guy in Philly. He didn't know. So I'm like, okay, cool. So basically the best I could do is say like, it looks like a pure coastal to me. It's sized like a pure coastal to me. I think this is a pure coastal, but you know, I absolutely have to say like, Hey, I don't know. I know half of the lineage in in Mm -hmm. these babies, but I don't know what the female, you know, I don't know the backstory on the female. And I feel like sometimes, you know, that's just how it is. You just have to do that. Like, and and you disclose it and you say, 
it's up to you, right? It's, it's your choice. Um, you know, do you feel like, do you feel like, uh, that, that, that might be a reason not to work with, like, would you, would you buy into that red line if you had a chance, uh, knowing like the females potentially from an unknown, um, you know, unknown lineage? Absolutely. Cause it's all about just being honest and upfront. You know, it's when people are being shady that the problems come out. If you're completely honest about what you know the animals are and people know that getting into it, once it leaves your place, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you worry about what everyone else is doing, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're not yeah. going to focus on your stuff. Uh, I have some M pen, uh, red stripe stuff and, you know, stripe stuff from Pinnell. Uh, and he sent me lineage charts and all that. His red line comes from an animal he got that was a red coastal that was not documented at a show in 05. And I know that. And I still got into the project because I like the animal. Yeah. You know, but I also know uh, that I will say this, they do know. look freaking awesome. And they throw, they throw <laughs> crazy looking babies. Like, dude, I, I, I had, I had a, a one from that red stripe line and it was the nicest, it's the nicest coastal I've ever seen in my life. Like amazing They're stuff. Gorgeous. Yeah. Amazing. Gorgeous, but yeah. it, it falls in that same category of the highlighter jungles back in yeah. the day. Yeah. We knew that they were questionable and that there was undocumented animals, but we know that getting into it and we know that's part of that line and you call it what it is. You know, you don't say, Hey, it's, I know it's a pure jungle, but I have highlighter in the lineage. That's, that's not a thing. Uh, I have striped jungles that I work with or jungles <laughs> that I work yeah. with. Uh, there's, you know, there is an undocumented animal that I started that whole thing with. And I think I'm three generations in now, two or three, and I'm still completely transparent about what it is. I don't call them pure jungles. I call them, you know, what they are. It's all about representing your animals to the best of your ability. And I, and if, you know, you can't, when you try to, like, if I tried to pass them off as, you know, pures, that's where the issues are going to come up. But like I hatched out babies last year and I had some of the top, you know, tier jungle guys. As soon as they saw how striped they were, they were like, what's the lineage? Like, that was just a question. Yeah. What's the lineage? And I was honest with them. Like, Oh, okay, good. Cool. <laughs> I didn't have money to spend anyway. You know, Cause that's not what they're looking yeah. for. But uh, yeah, pop- as long as you're honest to your ability, like you're saying with your uh, reds, you know, that's, that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And People getting into it have to know that when they get into it. I think too, Those like top tier yeah. jungle guys aren't going to light your carpet book, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> on this, on that same page though, too, you, <laughs> I like it. You, you <laughs> might, uh, you might like take your um, have the, have the formula. You know, it's like writing down the formula. If you get some cool look and you say, I crossed this line and this line and I got this, you know, that, that, you know, that documents that. And then you can use that down the road or somebody else can use that down the road and go, Oh, I've got that mix. And, you know, I think a lot of people might want to try to keep that as a trade secret or something, you know, like that. But I, I think, you know, there's, there's value in those lineages as well, even if they're not, uh, purity lineages or whatever you can you can have that information it's it's still valuable and i think that kind of goes back to what billy was saying about you know like lineage phenotypes almost you know breeding lineage phenotypes together to get almost their own line Mm -hmm. you know where 
you can yeah. pretty much. And, you know, I think that's like yeah. people think about it like, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's probably the story there is, mm-hmm. is, you know, with lineage charts and, and, and line based phenotypes, you can really, you know, do some pretty cool stuff and people have a good, you know, a trust, a trust behind that. I think that's a, that, that's a very true thing. Yeah. Um, well, Billy, can I, can I tell the story as to why this, this fight actually came about? <laughs> oh, please do Phil. Please do. <laughs> do you sure. mind, Billy? Sure. So, yeah. So Billy has these these striped jungles that are they're freaking gorgeous, right? And I don't want to speak ill of my one of my best friends, but he's a little self conscious about the whole fact that it's undocumented, mm-hmm. right? Well, I have an F one MIA, and I love the look of his baby jungles from that undocumented parent, and I re- I want to do it. And Billy was kind of like, "Hey, man." You know, you should really think about what you're going to do because, you know, you don't want to mess up those 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 fresh, fresh MIA genes, you know. And part of me wants to do it just to do it. You know what I mean? Be like, yeah, this is what it is. It's a mutt and fresh MIA. What do you what do you what do you think? You want to buy it? You want to not buy it? You want to trade? What do you want to do? And it made me like it made me sad that Billy's undocumented jungle doesn't hold muster in certain people's eyes when they're freaking amazing yeah. Yeah. and they're going to produce amazing stuff in the future however you want to put it into a project so just because it's 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 not it doesn't have lineage written down on paper shouldn't detract from the awesomeness of the animal and the awesome potential that it has for the future of its you know progeny whatever you want to call it right so yeah, Billy's showing a picture right now. Oh, Look nice. Look at that thing. Yeah, that's nice. This thing is killer, man. And and that that's where this whole very classic coastal stripe, though. Right. Very classic right? looking coastal stripe. I know. I know. But the I mean, colors, it's, but but the colors, look, look, man. Yeah, just yeah. wait for the book. You know. <laughs> oh, I am. Yeah. So I mean, oh. and. and, and and that's been my thing. Like, so I did, I had the first, the first jungle I ever got, uh, I got from, uh, Ken Foose at, uh, Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas exotics, uh, Las Vegas pets, whatever. And exotic pets. And, uh, I, I, you know, didn't know the lineage, didn't know it was, but it was my first carpet and I was just super into it. And I grew this thing up. This girl was, she was fucking badass looking when she grew up and i and i bred her to uh, a coastal and what came out of that probably was the nicest ivory looking mutts that would put any ivory jungle that has ever been produced to shame like they glowed in the dark ivory white and they were bad as fuck and and they're total mutts and you know people would see them and be like oh my god that's insane looking but you know it's it's a crap carpet according to everybody and so i guess my point that i'm making is people get so hung up on the name or they get so hung up on the the background or the here, here. you know i have to it's it, it's it's like a it, it like adds to the unobtainium of the animal right yeah. and if it's a mutt and it's just a hodgepodge then it's not you know it's not a long succession of special to culminate in 
<laughs> Unless it's a documented you know. month that has that lineage, you well, know, then then and, and they make that a big and, deal. <laughs> and and that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But but you know when you go when you go diamond jungle to coastal, <laughs> I don't know, man. Most yeah. people are like, you know, you, you they do that for the look of the animal, sure, right? Sure. You, it's got to be a cra- like if it's not a crazy looking animal, they're like, yeah, get that but, trash. But out those of my uh, face, scream right? jaguars are a great example of that where everybody wanted that look and everybody was chasing that look and. So that lineage of of scream jaguars, yeah. uh, you know that that sold, and that's that was the yeah. marketing thing, and and you know they had lineage and they had you know the breeders shown and what was in them. I mean, I think you stuff. could go jag cross. You could do a lot of jag crosses and say that was the way yeah. those were the hot ones. You know, people were like, yeah, who cares if the rest of the clutch is un- unsellable mutts? Mm-hmm. But I got this one animal that's freaking awesome yeah. some of those you know? some of those uh multi-way or i think there's brettles in them or something that uh, don hamper's selling yeah those are crazy yeah. cool yeah. looking animals crazy looking. they're gorgeous yeah. you know yeah. and yeah. you know i mean what's wrong with having a little side project where you have a pair of those things and and just breed crazy and, looking animals and, and as long as you're representing yeah. them right yeah. you you know you're you're you know being forthright about where they came from and what they have in them, then I, I agree. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing. It's just like, it's like where those two worlds mash. Sometimes we just don't do that very well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, for some reason it either has to be like perfectly documented and perfectly pure mm-hmm. or like, you know, messy and undocumented and that's okay. Like, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. Yeah. It does Maybe seem, it does also, seem, oh, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, see what you're saying. Don. Oh, just just the fact that if you know you if you you kind of feel like if I have the undocumented, just generic carpets, I, I wholesale them to and they go into the pet trade, you know, and then the yeah. the people you're talking about, the 98 percent will buy those and have a be happy with their carpet python, and that's great, you know, that's it. But I, I do think there should be that option if you want the lineage or you want the pure or you want that there should be an outlet for that and it you know and lineage helps yeah. to to document that and kind of verify or or provide some evidence well, of that and this is the last thing i'll say and i'll shut up because i feel like <laughs> i'm said too much but i think it's how a breeder wants to plug into the market you know what do you what as a breeder what do you want to do what's your goal where do you want to sit in the you know in the <laughs> The many facets of being a reptile breeder. And lineage does that, right? Yeah. It kind of sets you, it, it, you know, shows that you're a little it, more. It can. I mean, I, I'm right too lazy for those, you know. <laughs> so, well, I don't and, do a good job. And like that. we're saying, just having lineage doesn't mean it has to be pure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just right. having right. the lineage is just doing the best of your ability to track what it was. Well, look at all those. Look at those, yeah. look at all those mud ass chondros that people are getting crazy money for and you know and they have lineage back just, to back to yeah the python eve and they're all, and they're all, all the hybrids. way back to yeah, they're all hybrids man. All, to hybrids. Bush, <laughs> all the way back to bushmaster which may or may not be in the locality that was brought in under so yeah yeah well i think it's also too is somebody i have an affinity for black snakes somebody a good friend of mine gave me a very very rare very expensive locality of mexican black kings mm. and that's a species that we're not going to get more of because all those sites are closed there's no export we only have what we have here but people realize that they're cool and they start producing them again after like a 10-year hiatus and now my really expensive ones that i've been raising for three years 
no one cares. I don't even remember what the locality is because every time I tell the locality to someone, you know, send something with lots of vowels in there, right? <laughs> People are like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know they had locality ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, then what's the point? Like, I might as well just mud them out. They're black snakes, you know? I bet I might as well mud them out and diversify the gene pool. Until, right? until that catches fire and everybody goes, I want that locality. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have that locality. And then you can say, I but do have that documented locality. But Here's that's my lineage. Only if that happens. <laughs> well, and, and who knows? I mean, that's. The, I'm sorry. I'm mean, you know kind of like Chuck said, still in the show a little here. But no, it's cool. But, uh, it's cool. You know, like we don't it's know when they're going <laughs> to shut the doors on imports. And if you're keeping locality specific, you know, retics, say, you know, back when they were just being mm-hmm. imported willy nilly, and then all of a sudden they shut the doors, and you're the only ones with, you know, this Bali locality or Sumatra, whatever locality, and and you can say, hey, I've I brought these in, they were from this place, you know, that kind of thing. Whether it's you know maybe the the importer was a little off or whatever, it doesn't matter to to that extent. I mean, you've got as the best documentation you can, but, but you have some locality, you know, where, whereas everything else is just mudded out and, and morphed out and nobody knows, nobody knows, and nobody cares. But then down the road, somebody might care and say, Hey, I saw this snake in the wild and I really want that, you know, something that looks like that. I can't find it because everything's a morph. You know, it's kind of, kind of tragic. It's very true. So the, give an example of kind of the opposite side instead of keeping things, you know, wild type and all that. Uh, there's a ball Python breeder, Tom Bernhardt, who has spent like the last 15, 20 years or so. Don't quote me on that on black pastel animals to the point where if you put one of his animals next to the next guy's black pastel, there's no tell. Like it's not even, it's not fair how different they look because he's taking the time to, refine that gene and make it his own to where now it's Tom Bernhardt line, black pastel and then whatever other combos he puts in it to where now people recognize that. And if they want that look, that's where they have to go. And he has, you know, the lineage behind it to give them that. And they, you know, they're getting from a, you know, a respected breeder and they, they're getting what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, if he didn't do that, that wouldn't be an option. It would just be, you know, a, a morph is a morph is a morph type of yeah. thing, you know, and not knowing. Just give me so, the gene. I don't uh, care what it looks like. I just want the gene. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah just another that, option on it. You know, yeah. you could take something that you really like that everybody has and refine it, make your own quote unquote line, if you will. And, uh, you know, then that's something people will look for and will be sought after. You know, that's another reason to do it. So it will, you know, if you want to be a breeder, you always want something that sets you apart from everyone else, you know, or else you're just another face in the crowd. So that's, that's another way you can do it. And then if you have the lineage to back it up, that makes it even more valuable. Yeah. But that just, it, I agree with you. I really do agree with you, man. I'm, I'm with you, but, <laughs> but we're still talking about a small, tiny group of this massive hobby. And when someone like, the bells produce 10,000 California king snakes in a year to supply every single pet co across the country. Not a single person that buys those animals is ever going to ask who bred them. And if they do the clerk at Petco, nothing against Petco, the clerk at the big box chain store is not going to know the answer. 
They're not because they're not the one who bought it. Their manager's not the one who bought it. The purchasing district manager of the county perhaps may have asked for California king snakes, but again, they don't know where it came from. So it's it's kind of it's futile, and we're still talking it's, about we're still talking it, about this very small nipper of a group. Thank you. <laughs> it's it may be futile for that you know that part of the market, but. To say that lineage doesn't matter at all because the majority doesn't, you know, care, that's not right to say either. Preach. Because there should always be that option. If I want to get pure Rockhampton Coastals, I should be able to get that. I shouldn't have to get Rockhampton Cross with whatever, you know, as long as they're still available. <laughs> the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 well, Rockhampton's don't stripe. So maybe, <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, no one, it, how do I phrase this? You're right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be obligated to buy something that is a mutt. That's not lineage traced, but at the same time, there's so few of that, that, Unless you're in this like we are, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. I get what you're saying, but that's you're talking about a certain part of the hobby that isn't the whole hobby. Yeah, you're throwing you the know, baby out room. with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you're aging yourself there, Doc. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Babies, bathwater. <laughs> No, and, and like I said, man, I'm I'm guilty of it. I have a ton of locality stuff. I have a ton of line, not line, excuse me, I'll say uh, selective breeders that I've chosen for their animals and those animals' lineages. But at the same time, I bought a lot of stuff because I just liked the way it looked. And there's been other times when I wanted to know the lineage and I couldn't. It was physically impossible. I have a Darwin carpet that is a female and everyone who sees her loves her. And I'm convinced that she's pure Darwin, but I have no idea where she came from, who produced her, what she's mixed with. So like when the time comes that she's big enough to breed, I have to be really selective as to what I put to her because if I do produce something, I have to, I have to be the, the nice guy and say, look, I have no idea where mom came from, but she's freaking awesome looking and just go with it. You know, yeah. I, I, I went up, I bought it from underground and I said, Hey, who produced this? And, and no one knew, no one knew. And finally I talked to the owner and I was like, Hey man, where did these carpets you bought last week come from? Oh, it's some guy named Chris in Miami. Hmm. He had a class three license. So we bought him. Hmm. That's it. No idea. Yep. There's a lot of Chris's in Miami. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Couple. You know, yeah. but it doesn't, but it doesn't change the fact that that animal is stellar and I'm going to produce her and I'm going to have an awesome time with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the people that You'll I have give a these clutch of variegata. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the, so, here I am talking when I said I wasn't going to, but I, I, I no, kind man, of, I, I kind of mash like what we were talking about earlier about regulation and, and our ability to even keep carpets, you know, and like, I mean, to the point of like, then does then is is our most pressing issue the purity of our carpets or is it just being able to keep carpets in general uh, or, or is or does that mean that 
our limited ability to keep them makes the lineage that much more important. Like when you're, you know, like what, what, what I could see it go, I could see it going both directions too. And, and, you know, maybe the whole, like, if we go towards an AZA type model, like does, does that, you know, that if there's regulation that, that kind of comes out of like AZA type, you know, I hope to God we don't. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think yeah. that's going to be the best way. But you know, who I mean, who who knows which way the the once they start putting you know regulations and and requirements in place where that goes. And so I don't know. Maybe talk on that a little. Well, I, I came to I came to think of something real quick, if I may. And this is going just back to what we were just talking about. I want to touch base on the AZA thing too because I like that. Mm-hmm. But and I don't want to call Chucky out. But I have to for my own morbid curiosity. So scrubs that you've produced that took you years to do. Do you have the full lineage on all the parents? I mean, they came straight from Bushmaster. So they came straight from Cam. So, I mean, no. The answer is, you know, like. Yes, but no. Yeah. The answer is yes, but the answer is unless I went there and got them myself, no. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't. So if anybody, if anybody so much as tries to minutely insult what you've done or how you've done it or what those animals are, I'm going to fly to their home and kick them in the shins because that means nothing on paper because of what they are and what you accomplished with them. And if, and that's your, that's lineage right there. Now, granted you may be setting the lineage, right? But there is no lineage that does not. And that shouldn't detract from them at all. One iota in my opinion. And I mean, you can kind of look at my tracier and say, yep, those are fucking Homo Harris scrub pythons, like without a doubt. And they were, you know, they trust me, they were wild caught imports. Like I had to do all the work. They were wild caught imports. So like, I think at that point you can say, yes, beyond pretty much a shadow of a doubt. There's no doubt and there's no questionability in my mind. So if you guys want to question it, if you don't want to believe it, Go ahead. I mean, play the you can never really ever know game. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But, this is what these some of these people do. Yeah, you know, and yeah. now and and then the internet's like wildfire, man. All it takes is one spark. Yeah, you know? and I I don't want to ever see that happen to someone like yourself, and it should never happen. But people take it and they focus so much on on the lineage and the backstory and and the hype of where it came from and who made it, and there could be gems like yourself that get i don't want to say overlooked because of that but that shouldn't be a thing it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't and i mean i think you know i think in it using me as the example it might be tough to make that to you know that would be a tough sell that would be an uphill sell yeah if you wanted to say that but it was just it was right there in front of no no no, i got you i'm with you i'm with you but but i definitely i mean your point is like extremely well taken because it doesn't take very much and you know, I think we've already given examples of how, you know, just a pinch of salt really can uh, sour the meat real quick, you know. And I was dead serious. I will fly out and I will kick them in the shins. <laughs> I am totally going to hold you to that. <laughs> I, I think there's, I mean, to kind of hit both sides, there's room in the hobby for both you know, sides of it. Cause there is a market on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I was given advice early on that I took 
to a degree, but I didn't take completely. Uh, but it made sense to me. It was buy with your eyes, not what the piece of paper says. And I've taken that with some, where there's some animals that I really like. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I could do this with it. I can do that with it. I'm like, hey, what's the background on this? Uh, I'm not sure, man. We just, we got it in the shop and that, I don't know. And I had a decision to make. It was, do I want to work with that animal and always say, hey, I, there's a big question mark here. I don't know. Or do I pass on it and go to an animal that visually might be subpar compared to that animal that I passed on and I'm only working with it because of the, the line uh, or what the, the lineage says. Uh, and that's just something that every individual has to you know, decide if that's what they want to do. Uh, Phil, you've been here. I've got pure stuff. I have crosses. I have hybrids. I have all of it. You know, because I can't hone in on one <laughs> one aspect of the hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but there's, you know, I'll say it again, there's room for all of it in the hobby. The whole point of this whole thing is just be honest about what you have yes. and what you know. And if you don't yeah. know, say you don't know and let the person who's interested make the decision if they want to, you know, work with that animal or not. That's really what it comes down to. And then once the animal leaves, yeah, it might be frustrating if you you know, produce an animal that you told them isn't a pure jungle. And, you know, three, four years later, they're like, oh, I got pure jungles. And they're using your, you know, your animal or whatever. But you can't, you know, I can't control what you do, Chuck. You're not right. going to control what I do. Right. You know, right. that, like you said, human nature, humans will be humans. But usually guys that do that aren't going to last as long as the guys that are going to be honest and or, or they get it or they get a name they get a reputation it gets around oh the oh the whisper yeah. of this or which which is like be, both part of the good and part of the bad of the hobby right you get people talking shit on each other because they're jealous or whatever and they shit on somebody and then it gets around and it's like totally fucking not true but i i think what you said uh all of it it was spot on beautifully said perfect like i i think you know uh, that 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 is a all of it super 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 on point yeah yeah and to uh to take my fight hat off for a second <laughs> i totally agree with billy and yeah by the way i love his attention to detail with all of his animals in terms of feeding and breeding and the lineage of everything and i've tried i've really i've really tried to model a lot of his templates and, and his mantras with his room and a lot of it I, I just can't I just I don't have the <laughs> mental space to do it you know what yeah. I mean and I commend him for that um, and this fight is so hard because <laughs> like what Billy just said there's avenues of both and it all started because I was annoyed that we were even concerned about pairing future snakes that don't even exist yet yeah. Like it bothered me that I was doing that. You know what I mean? And it still goes to, it matters to us in our circle, but in the grand scheme of things, it does play a factor, but it may not be necessary for the average Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, and that's a hundred percent, that's a hundred percent true as well. I think, you know, in typical, in typical fight club fashion, you know, <laughs> both sides are a hundred percent right here. So, but, but, but well stated and nuanced and, and difficult. And, you know, I think people get so dogmatic 
uh, both directions about stuff and people are so anti, you know, like I, I, I cannot tell you how it, it fucking burns my cloaca when, when people are like mutts are worthless and they're horrible. And they're like, because some of them are freaking awesome. Yeah. Some of them are ugly, but there's some pure shit that is the ugliest shit on earth. And, but, but people hold it on a pedestal because it has, it has a, a lineage name or something about it's, it's a, it's tied to a name or it's a thing, you know? And, and it's like, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I Chuck, we, we, you know, we need to remember beauty is in the cloaca of the beholder. Right. Oh, that's a good one. I want that that is a good one. One man's ugly carpet could be another man's treasure. You never know. That is fair. <laughs> so, that that uh, needs to be on an AAR shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that reminds me of a quick story. Um, when I found out about MP, I was, I basically just lurked. I wasn't, there's no way I was getting on that. You guys were, yeah, it was intense. You guys were hell on wheels. <laughs> But one of the few times I did ask a question was uh, they were talking about the, well, say the S word, the Sibs from uh, IJ oh, Jaguar. I remember that. I, yeah. So talked about that and everybody was like, oh, just call the Sibs. You know, they're worthless type of thing. <laughs> so this is around the time that albinos were making a, you know, a, appearance here. That, this was the Chris, and, this Chris Proctor uh, era. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was just my next question. I was like, Hey, what if I had an IJ Jag and I, I bred an albino to it? Am I still calling all the, <laughs> the sibs, you know? And they're like, Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Why would you do that? I'm like, so this, this animal's life is only worth its genetics. It's not, yeah. you know, it's, at that point it wasn't for the animals yeah. that, Hey, we could find a home for it for the 98% that Phil keeps talking yeah. about. It's, Oh, it's not worth the time. Throw them to the blackhead, throw them to the king snake. Hey, if it's head albino, hang on a second, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so, then if you take to the next step, Oh, hold on, hold on. Peacock, peacock. Peacall, 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 peacall. So if you take it to like, the, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to mute here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love peacall. Yeah, that was a great point, man. Yeah, great point. Well, like you still, I used to tie it into what we're actually talking about. You still have the lineage of what that animal mm-hmm. is. If you have 88% IJ Jags. You know that those normals that are non-jags are eighty-eight percent IJs, twelve percent coastal. Just be honest about what they are, and you can find people that are going to want them. Mm-hmm. You know, the that was just something that drove me crazy. But oh, if it had something that you know was quote unquote valuable, that makes the life more valuable. Or whatever. Really, but you do you do you remember the oh. second iteration of that whole shit show when? Sibs became magic. There was something magical about Sibs. There's, I don't know what it yeah. is. I can't tell, but there's something magic going on. That's here. where it started, then, right? That that was yeah. that came no, first, no. wasn't it? I think I think it was the no, Jag no. Sibs. The, the, yeah, it was the they were just the they, they were just Sibs, and then yeah. um, they weren't worth they were anything. And then somebody basically was like, "No, there's something going on here. These things got something to them. These things are ma- there's some magic in these, mm. and yeah. that." You know that once that once that wore off, it was just like no, they're just regular coastals. That's all they are. They're just regular coastals, and everyone's like, "All right, they're regular coastals." Yeah. 
except for unless they had like ocelot or something right then they're Oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, valuing an animal based on its genetics is something that needs to to go away. And I mean, granted, you know, people want rare, they want different, so they want some mutation or whatever. Um, I I don't know. We were looking at uh, people will always covet the thing, yeah, though, dude. We were looking like, at whether it's pure species or the morph or the you know the lineage they will always covet the thing yeah. so i don't know that it ever goes away and you know we're, i think a lot of times it's you know kind of defies common sense because you you get a morph and then people get excited about it just because it has a morph but it it doesn't look any better than the wild type we, we're looking at uh dustin's uh azanthic uh mexican um lyre snakes were they and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the, the wild types are like bright red. <laughs> why would you why would you take out all the red? You know, they're like anatoristic uh, uh, Mexican uh, liar snakes. Why would you take out all the red of a red animal? It just well, you know, it's kind of strange. I fell into the hype. <laughs> I fell into the hype with subox. I was like, oh man, the, the xanthic ones or anery or whatever ones are black and gray. They're awesome. It's all so cool. It's gray with black stripes. Mm. And then I went up getting like davis orange ones i'm like these are natural and then we saw when we were in west texas that one that got squished by the semi-truck and i'm like dude (laughs) this is natural Uh, this is crazy like forget the morphs yeah but but i guess if you've produced 500 uh, that look you know the wild type and then you hatch out something different you might be excited about that that might be something different that you're not used to and 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 if that's what you're doing and, and you're producing great stuff and you hatch out something different you're like oh this is neat this is new this is different mm-hmm. this is interesting and then maybe you know five years down the road you don't feel the same way about that yeah. you know yeah and, and that, i mean, I mean taste can change and you can move projects on and you know that's kind of i guess that's there is some fun to the whole morph game i mean i i got sucked into it with the ball pythons and i gotta admit it was fun you know watching those babies hatch out and not knowing what you were gonna get you know and having a, a diversity of appearances in one clutch it's fun, but you know, it, it got old kind of fast. And so I, I don't have ball pythons anymore. I put them all out on breeding loan, you know, so it's just one of those things, but I don't know if somebody can have fun with them, then that's great. I, I, you know, uh, I, I can't say that I don't have any morphs, you know, so yeah, it is what it is. Well, any, uh, one one last. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, concluding thoughts, any, uh, big big points to kind of sway people your way or what do you think what phil <laughs> i'll just say this lineage is lineage is an awesome thing if it's done right but it also should not sway someone from enjoying the animals that they find awesome that's a good point yeah i like that what do you got billy just uh represent what you have honestly to the best of your ability and, you know, let people decide what they want to do. I've had customers that, you know, didn't buy from me because I was straightforward about what the lineage was on the the parents. Mm -hmm. And I've had other people that have cut me off when I start telling them what the lineage (laughs) is. They're like, I really don't care. I just really like the snake. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. Just, just be honest and don't, you know, Say what you have. That's that's really the, the point I want to get across here. Just 
be honest about what it is. Yeah, because if you if you would have told the people what they wanted to hear, that they come up, I'm looking for this lineage. Oh, I've got it right here, and then they find out, no, this wasn't what he said it was. You know, it it didn't have the gene, or it yeah. wasn't head albino, or whatever. You know, I had some Ruthven's king snakes that I got, and I I bred them a couple of years. No albinos. They were supposed to be head albino, you know. So I got taken. But guess what? They were cool snakes. I, I think I'd like the non-albinos better than I would the albinos uh, these days. So you know, yeah, it, it just be be honest in what you're what you're doing. I like that. It's a good point. I've uh, I've probably talked myself out of more sales than I'd like to admit <laughs> due to either lineage or. Uh, the infamous, hey, this is what a jag is and what can possibly happen mm-hmm. and all that. But, you know, I really I'm taking that point to heart where I want to be honest about what my animals are and what can happen and where they came from and all that. And, you know, then let the person make that decision. Yep. That's that's the best you can do, yep. you know, and yep. not be shady. Yeah. 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 Well, well, put. Good, well good. put. Yeah. Well said. All right. Well, appreciate you guys coming on. This is a fun topic. Uh, I, a great I, topic. Yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, proposing thanks, it and, and coming on so quick too. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. You want to throw out your information? Tell people to people where they can find you. Billy, Phil's the celebrity. He can go first. <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask when you got more uh, Venom Exchange Radio coming out. Listen to that Scorpion guy. I was like, man, maybe I want to keep Scorpions. That was pretty. Uh, <laughs> that was a cool oh my show. God, it was- <laughs> Horrible, man. I know. It was so bad. Spent hours after that just scrolling. <laughs> that website you know, that he bugs. Yeah, threw out there. Oh, yeah, yeah that, the Polish website. Yeah. Oh, man. And then I started going through old Facebook photos. I'm like, no, I don't need this again. Yeah. Too many deli cups. Yeah, you, you've got the best voice for podcasting, I swear. I, I, I enjoy <laughs> all your podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you do a good, great job, man. Yeah. Make this guy blush. <laughs> I like his Christmas video. You guys saw the Christmas video? The, the reading the carpet that. python book was that the one yeah when he's in the robe and stuff <laughs> yeah. the palm tree yeah. we, were, we were supposed right. to do a better one this year we all forgot <laughs> uh, oh man funny. but yes uh you can find me knobtails.ig on instagram and at the herpetoculture network uh, snakes and stogies monday night and venom exchange radio wherever you can find podcasts uh we have it's nipper's very very busy i'm very very busy and we've been trying to do a lot of international guests Mm -hmm. so like pegging down the time it's so hard but we've got like eight or nine people lined up we just got to record so it's going to be a few more weeks until we get another one out but sooner than Mm -hmm. later so that's cool now why aren't you going local i mean there's lots of cool venomous snakes in in the u.s and in europe there there is and the problem (laughs) is that Nipper and I wanted to find people that aren't necessarily in the limelight uh-huh. who are doing really, really awesome work and kind of cool. get them some exposure. And, and we really wanted to talk to people that are in areas that that don't get all the fame. Like yeah. everyone and their mother goes to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's great. It's awesome. Costa Rica is a magical place. But I need to find the undergrad student in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Who's who's studying vipers that no one's ever heard of? But I'm but I'm you going know, to Costa Rica in November, so I want to hear from that Costa Rica guy. <laughs> okay, okay, right. fair, fair enough. Fair Get enough. him on soon. But yeah, <laughs> I've got a, we've got a lot of international people lined yeah. up, and got some some. some we want to get some breeders in too. There's some guys in the UK that are really producing some awesome stuff. Nice. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm so. really enjoying it though. Even though you know I'm. I Thanks. don't keep venomous. I, I may never keep venomous in the future. I kept a couple of rattlesnakes as a kid, but I, I just love listening to them. 
It's cool stuff. And dude, herping with you, man, no one finds more rattlesnakes than, than Dr. <laughs> no. Drew Lander. Flat out. Chuck, Chuck uh, aced me on that price <laughs> I so yeah. He... Uh, Justin <laughs> just steps almost steps on him. He's he's that's how I like it's he's almost tripping over them. <laughs> it's just yeah, whether I they just decide to alert me or not. <laughs> yeah, I just for a guy who shouldn't have good hearing happened to still have good hearing. That's the only reason I I heard that price I <laughs> Yeah, right that's between it. Dustin's still, feet. Man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Super envious you guys on this last uh, trip, man. That was a did you the trifecta? No, that was, trifecta. It was it was, it was, cool it was pretty. It oh, was that was pretty yeah, awesome. Was it cool. really was pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Right. And like, there's people that have never done that in their entire life. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You guys Dustin was super, super, so happy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, at when we found that, he was just. <laughs> and then he just he was buzzing healing. and muzzing, mate. <laughs> buzzing, <laughs> buzzing and buzzing. And muzzing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Super cool. All right, Billy. How about you? Cool. Yeah. Uh, you find me at Uwabami Reptiles on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, starting that back up. Nice. Uh, and uwabamireptiles.com. I got a website that has, uh, I'm working on getting some lineage stuff up to kind of go with the episode. <laughs> uh, it's a slow process, yeah. but you know, I'm doing what I can. Nice. Yeah, just chip away, right? Got some spectacular uh, carpets on there, man. I, I was actually scrolling through your Facebook page while we were talking, trying to find those jungles, and then you showed a picture. But I'm I'm just drooling over all these uh, coastals. They're fantastic. Yeah, I like I love that M pen, uh, that really light one, uh, that silver and white oh, look. Yeah, I love that look. That's so cool. Yeah, she. Uh, I ended up getting a male from that same clutch, mm-hmm. uh, secondhand. That he's keeping more of the the red color as he's coming into age, so I'm excited to be able to breed them together and get both looks or see how they'll mix or whatever. So that's a project I'm really excited. Very about. cool. Yeah, Mike Mike Pinnell's a national treasure in my opinion. <laughs> he is <laughs> absolutely what a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is <laughs> definitely cool. All right, well, uh, hey, Billy, you want to tell people about your show that you're doing in the near future? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, going to yeah. Tinley. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I forgot about then, that. Going to Tinley in a few weeks. Very cool. I was hoping to to yeah. make it this year and have have some books at the the show, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So, oh well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it does, I'll be yeah. there. So just saying, you can grab my copy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping they they're, apparently they're in the port this week. So that I don't know how long nice. after they arrive in the port we'll have them. You know, sometimes they sit there for yeah. a month, other times they're out in a week. So, but I'm planning on driving down and picking them up so I can get them out as quickly nice. as possible. And it's gonna Billy and I got the teaser. Uh, yeah. yeah, there yeah. was a copy at the uh, Daytona That's auction, right. and our buddy Clay, uh, he got it. He's actually a neighbor of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, he ended up getting it in the auction and nice, you know, I didn't want to like spend the whole night on, you know, it's yeah. not my book, but you know, the little bit that I thumbed through, like you guys really outdid yourself. Oh, thanks. So yeah. I'm really excited to get my hands on my own copy. Yeah. I was, I was just happy to have it, have it done in hand. It's, it's really cool to see. I mean, it's fun to, yeah. you know, it's nice to see it digitally, but there's something about holding it in your hands and flipping through Hell pages. Yeah. Oh, it is yeah. heavy. <laughs> it's oh, is it heavy? <laughs> you could yeah. chug a horse with that book. <laughs> oh, 
Home yeah. defense reptile book for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah or a great yeah, doorstop, absolutely. you know, whatever you want to use oh, it for. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> much, much, much better than a doorstop. Yeah, it was. Break your foot on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, as the, as the night was winding down, everyone's been drinking. Everyone's going back to their hotel room. We all kind of like mosey on into the lobby, and there's still a group of like eight herpers huddled around this one book, the the quote unquote biblical texts, with like a flashlight, and they're like, "We got to read as much as we can before this guy walks away with it." That's (laughs) That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that that was really cool to see you guys around the book. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know that's why you do this is to get get into people's hands, and hopefully they see what you saw, you know, agree with what you're putting out there. But yeah. I'm sure there'll be some okay. uh, detractors. <laughs> I'm curious oh, yeah. <laughs> curious to hear it, but yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, they can write their own book if they're there so concerned go. about there it. Go. Hey. Write a book yeah. book. <laughs> a book book. <laughs> a book book. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, of course, thanks to NPR for hosting it, to the Podfather and the Mac and Wookie. You guys are awesome. And, um, Keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, check out all the uh, NPR podcasts and their website and all that good stuff. And we will catch you again next week for another episode of Reptile Fight Club. I'll send the wolf to kick you in the shin. Fight Club.